Amber Rudd is the Home Secretary, in other words, the Senior Minister for the Interior. Ahead of last year's referendum on British membership of the EU, she was one of the most pugnacious campaigners for the UK to remain. She said Brexit would be, I quote, bad for the country, bad for the economy, and could cost jobs. Has she now changed her mind? Well, what's changed is that the British people voted to leave. You're right, I campaigned to remain and it was a tempestuous time. There were arguments made on both sides. But when on June the 24th we voted to leave, I was determined to try and do my best to make sure that this this was a success. What the Prime Minister set out today was her ambitions, some clarity on why we should be positive about it. And I'm determined to try and make that happen. But just in terms of your considered opinion, I guess it might be a novelty for a politician to say, well, my opinion has changed. No, it's not really about me. I think that people voted for this outcome. The fact is, the circumstances have changed, not just in terms of the outcome here, but also we have received a sort of welcome from the US. Nobody expected that particular outcome. Monetary policy was put in place to try and address potential difficulties. And we're now at a place, which we've arrived at after six or seven months since the vote, where I can be genuinely optimistic and positive about the opportunities that lie ahead. Well, let's try and drill down into the detail of of how this might play out. Let's talk, first of all, about the single market, the area inside the European Union that allows for the free transfer of goods, of people, of capital and services. The Prime Minister said, I'm not after membership of the single market, but I am after the freest possible trade and the greatest possible access. Observers looking in, particularly from the rest of the European Union, say, well, those two things are simply not compatible. Well, I think it's because she has been listening to the European Union that she ruled out today being in the single market. You're right, it's about goods, capital, people and services. And what the EU has said is that you cannot separate those. And given that we have said we are now going to be controlling our borders, we are facing up to the fact that we are not going to be in the single market. But we do want to have the widest possible access, and that will be part of the negotiations. The fact is, we think that it'll work for us and it'll work for them to have a negotiation whereby the single market is made available to them and available to us in terms of our trading of goods. But the Prime Minister said she's got an open mind to it. It could be sectoral. She did touch on different sectors that might have better access to the single market. The EU and its members might request better access to our market because we buy a lot from the EU as well based on their sectoral interests. This is all to be laid out in front of us. It is all to be laid out. set very clearly. No, indeed. But we've already had, for example, from the European Parliament's chief negotiator, Guy Verhofstadt, the former Belgian Prime Minister, he said that the idea that you can have the greatest possible access to the single market without any quid pro quo, particularly over the, the free movement of people, is, his words, an illusion. Well, what does he mean by the greatest possible access? Because well, I'd like I to think have he that. was quoting the yes, Prime Minister. Yes, yes, that's an objective, but it doesn't actually set out what it means in terms of potential different sectors or potential different levels. I think it's a mistake of him to rule it out when it could be so much in the EU's interest as well as in our interest. Let's wait until we've actually started those negotiations before declaring defeat or victory or whatever he wants to call it. Okay. Her tone, too, if I may just point out, was completely different. Her tone was about making sure that the 
EU is a partnership with the UK. It's not an aggressive binary game. It's about trying to find a deal that would work for them and work for us. Well, she did use the phrase it would be an act of calamitous self-harm if the EU didn't provide the sort of access that Britain was after. There was steel there. There was steel within a very soft, open positive approach. Where there seems to be absolute unanimity in the rest of the European Union is that there is no chance that there can be a deal that will wrap all these things up by the time the two-year process of withdrawal has concluded. How big an issue is that? Well, I believe that we can, during those two years, arrive at a deal in principle on the key issues that the Prime Minister talked about today. However, what she also opened up was the fact that we understand that we can't implement it in that period as well. So once that deal has been agreed in terms of the high-level principles, we can then spend some time phasing them in. But this is what the rest of the EU is saying, is there will not be that new arrangement uh, sorted out within two years. And, and all the examples that we've had of EU trade deals with outside actors has been that they've taken years and years and years. But this is the first of its kind. Nobody has tried to leave the European Union.